It's episode 57 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses. <laughs> and this week's guest is Madeline Hunter. Moses. Hello, Madeline, Madeline Hunter. How are you? I'm quite well. Let's let's talk. Uh, let's 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 be really specific here, and let's talk about Duck Duck Goose. Ooh, which, I know there. <laughs> you're one of the head people at well, Duck Duck I'm Goose. I'm one of the. Now there are now eight of us. Yes. Although improv journeyman Mark Tyndall currently on hiatus. So uh, <laughs> it's good that he's, uh, you know, referred to by his correct. That is full his full name. name. That's how he's referred to at all times. I mean, he's on a journey at the moment. Well, he, he is. He's journeying in improv yes. in the United States. Come back, Mark. I mean, I don't know. As long as you're happy, we just want you to be happy. That's yes. all. Yes, we just want happy. you to be happy, Mark. I mean, it'd be nice if you improv were happy. journey, man, Mark Tyndall. It'd be nice if you were happy near us, but ultimately, it's your happiness that we're. I suppose, yes. I suppose, I suppose the closeness to us comes second. Which, which, you know, we wouldn't want to be selfish. He is posting a lot on Facebook, so I still feel like I'm still close to him <laughs> that way. He has the professional shots of himself done. Yeah, no, they're very nice, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very classy. Yeah, I was like, Plus, yeah. he was wearing a tie pin that we bought him as a leaving gift, so oh, I was like, nice. oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's nice that he took that with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you're one of the eight people yes. that run. Uh, duck Duck Goose. So for those, imagine if people don't know what Duck Duck Goose is. I don't know who these people are because they were very famous apparently. <laughs> uh, yes, it is a weekly, every week apart from a one week in, one month in August, we're not doing it. But uh, yes, every week on every Monday at the Ephra Social in Brixton, um, <laughs> it is an improv show and jam, and the jam is probably the thing people come for, but the show is good too. We have um, three different acts, plus we have audience jams. And everyone loves it, and it's fun, and we're nice. That is true. <laughs> I don't love jams. I mean, no one loves being in a jam. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually found this to be true because, like, I'm feel I feel like I'm getting a lot better at being in jams when I am running them. Yes. Like, and being a jam captain. When I go to someone else's, it's like I hate this. <laughs> I have, I have persevered with jams, <laughs> yeah. and now I've got, um, I used to really, really hate them, <laughs> and then I got to the stage where I mildly hated them, and now I'm like, <laughs> But if you're, if you're a jam captain, what, what, what are you trying to do there that's different from just being in a jam? Ah, a lot, because a lot of it is making sure that everyone who is not a jam captain gets into the jam, and hopefully looks good, and isn't left in a scene where it's like they are clearly struggling and clearly hate life and like it's like and being able to go in and walk on and help that out as well as being like this person's not been on i've got to make sure okay i've got to bring them on into a scene which means i have to initiate a lot of scenes mm. because it's part of my job whereas if i was in someone else's jam i would never initiate a scene <laughs> right okay <I've laughs> why would you not initiate a scene because i hate doing it why? but again like i was saying it's like with duck duck goose it's like I feel I'm getting a lot better at that, of just walking out and going, well, I'll just come in. If, like, fairly recently, someone, get, the suggestion was onomatopoeia. <laughs> and I was like, I know what that is, but I can't remember. So I just walked in and I was like, I assume it's some kind of animal. <laughs> I'm just initiated a scene in a zoo. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> Whereas in someone else's jam, I would never do that. <laughs> oh, right, so it's okay. like, I don't know what this word means. Someone else will take, also, I think it's the fact, the comfort of being like, I don't have any responsibility here. Other people can do stuff. 
Yeah. Whereas I know at Duck Duck Goose that I have to be like, and it's kind of like, because I'm not that experienced actually. I've been doing improv for about three weeks, so it's sort of like <laughs> I don't feel like I should be the person responsible for other people doing things. Many of whom have done more improv than I have, and like. Or to give advice to people who are like new. It's like, oh, well, don't worry. Here's how you jam. I don't know how to jam. <laughs> I've been doing improv for three hours. <laughs> like... Jamming's hard. Yeah. And knowing that um, you have jam captains at Duck Duck Goose, yes. uh, I have benefited, um, Ed, Ed JD um, in particular, there was one time where I... Okay, so my tactic for jams is get in the first scene. Yes. Get in the first scene, because then, even if you don't do anything for the rest of the jam, at least you were in a scene. Yes! Uh, because the longer you <laughs> leave it, the harder it is to do something. <laughs> and also, there is a chance that if you play a memorable character or something like that, someone, someone else will bring, bring you, you back. back. Yes. Also, there is also the thing of, like, if you get in the first scene, you don't have that thing of, oh, that first scene was really good. I can't be part of that. I can't be in this now because I can't do anything that... I've got no ideas that are that good yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. So it's like, if you get in the first scene, it's like, even if it's a bit rubbish, it's fine because you've done one. Yeah, and you, you, you've given someone, given everyone else a platform to work from. So yes. the first scene doesn't have to be that good. It yeah. just has to happen. Yes. But again, as a jam captain, it's like, no, that's not enough. You yeah. like, oh, okay, no, I've done a scene. That's not enough. I have to just keep watching and keep... Ah, you, you've not been in. I'll bring you in. Or sometimes, because the scene is going on not too long, or it's sort of like, I don't think anyone is getting what's going on here. Right, yes. So it's like having to do a walk-on to help, hopefully help that out. Oh, that's my, <laughs> oh, when that happens, that is my very favourite walk-on. <laughs> because generally, I find that I hate walk-ons, I don't want to see people do it, and when they're doing it, they're doing it because they think... I've got I a want... much funnier idea. But yeah, but oh, or they just think, I want to be in this scene yeah. <laughs> um, because I'm great, which partly is my own insecurities. <laughs> but so yeah, it, it, that sort of gift that you're talking about when you mm. can come on, you can clarify something and you get off the stage yeah. and it's just like, oh, that is a beautiful thing to behold. Yes, that's what I try to do <laughs> with, you know, varying levels of success. <laughs> But again, if I was at, say, the C3-something jam that I go to fairly regularly, I'm like, no, I'll just stand on the sidelines until John Agapu pulls me on. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a very good jam captain. They all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing, because I can say, say there, all the people who are jam captains are also extremely experienced. Mm. Whereas at Dr. Cruz, not as much. We are lovely. Like, I mean, some of us are very experienced. Like, Vic is very experienced. Some of us, not so much. Yeah. But we have the same job. <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, I think it's... I think the disciplines of being a jam captain are all great habits. Yes. They are, actually, yes. <laughs> it's like active listening. Yes. Being aware of all the teams at all times. Yes. I think you have to be very much like knowing who's been on and also if someone's been on but then been sort of tagged out very quickly, it's like, can have another chance? Yeah. So it's not even necessarily about having the best improv because sometimes you have some really good things that are going on. It's like, but the same people are doing all the stuff yes. and it's like, we need to get everyone else on. The inexperienced people, which is what like they did for me when I first started going to Duck Duck Goose as well, because like I started going there. I joined very quickly. Like, <laughs> like there is a thing there with if you go regularly enough, eventually you will join us. Because <laughs> we've just added a new person um, in the last couple of weeks, partly because if I've joined by Mark Tindall is away 
for an indefinite period. Um, so we've added a new uh, host just two weeks ago, I think she started. Her name's Alison. She's been a regular jammer for probably longer than I have. But right. for, well, but certainly her, she said the first time she came was like January last year. It's like, oh, I didn't come until April last year. Um, <laughs> and I was just checking before you arrived. Um, <laughs> I It was my sixth t- show that they asked me to join. Wow. Which was quite early. That's um, really good, yeah. yeah you, that's you, not normal. Don't expect that. <laughs> you can't just come along six no. times and then be you in charge. You have to be really amazing all six of those times. Or possibly I benefited from being a woman. A woman. <laughs> yeah. and it was like, oh, we've got... Like, at that point, there was Vic and six men. So right. <laughs> And, oh, well, I guess Prabs had just left, so it was Vic and five men. Um, <laughs> Which sounds like the weirdest fairy story. Um, <laughs> so... Okay, so what are the other things um, you're looking out for as a jam captain then? Um, let me think. I don't know. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that in another way. <laughs> yes. Um, does, I imagine it's Vic, <laughs> who I would really like to come on this podcast, and she's sort of ummed and erred and is not sure, but oh, do come on the podcast, Vic. I think you'd have interesting things to say. Um, <laughs> I imagine it's Vic, but I'm just using my imagination here. Do does Vic sit everyone down and say, look, this is what being a jam captain is, this is what we should look out for? Yes. Really? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> of course it's Vic who does this. Brilliant. Okay. She is very organised. She is also, in her own words, bossy. Right, um, excellent, exactly. excellent. But no, she is. Um, yeah, like, because also we have, because we are continually trying to make it better, we, ha- we are, do, if something doesn't go well... We will, or if something happens, we feel, uh, we will discuss it at length afterwards. Really? And yeah, so we have sort of had a couple of times where we've, heard, we've done jams and afterwards been like, okay, everyone, what did we, what could we have done? Everyone, you know, what should we maybe have done at this point? You know, really? and yeah. So, because sometimes things don't go well and at some point, also in, your, in the middle of it, it gets out of, if it sort of gets away from you at some point, it's like, uh this has got away from us now and then people like myself will be on the side going I'm meant to be running this I am yeah. not even involved anymore so yeah so I guess things looking out for is making sure everyone's been on yes and had a decent amount of, of stage time so like if, if they do come on but get tagged out quickly um, then they get another chance um, making sure that people particularly like new people look really good so it's like for example in one of my first jams <laughs> I think I'd been on the side most of it. I can't remember exactly what it, how it got to this point, but Steph brought me on as God. Well, yes. And nice, that was quite nice good. Yes. Turns out I love playing God. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that may actually have been the jam that got me the, the whole like being asked to join thing. Because um, I just immediately was like, yes, I am God. Hello, I'm just going to be godly. <laughs> And so that was, yeah, that's, I think that was all I did in the jam. I did that one scene where I was God, but it was the best scene from the jam, according to me, because I was in it. Um, <laughs> so that kind of thing, like trying to find a way that, so particularly new people and people who maybe be a bit, a bit uh, what's the word, like diffident mm. about getting on, look really good so that they don't hate it. <laughs> and they might come back again. <laughs> and they yes. might grow in confidence and love improv. <laughs> yes, yes I, um, I, I think I conquered jams a bit when I gave my permission gave myself permission to do terrible improv and 
not just terrible improv, but possibly the worst <laughs> improv. Oh, we've all done the worst improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did it at Duck Duck Goose. And, That's and, fine. And That's part of what we're for. And nobody cared. <laughs> it's like nobody chucked me out of improv. Nobody no. said. No, there wasn't a report that was filed afterwards. And you went to another jam and it was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's we've heard like, about you, Stuart Moses. It's not like those pubs that, <laughs> what are those pubs that have the scheme where if you get banned from one, you get banned yes, from the Yes, all the ones in the area have got your thing up here. Um, so that was that was good. Um, yeah, so I'm just interested more in about kind of you know the behind the scenes stuff. The admin. Yeah, most I, most I, of I, my gen- improv experience is admin administrative rather than performance. So yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely interested <laughs> in the admin because because it's so vital yeah. to running nights and groups and things like that. So, and but it's the stuff that people don't tend to talk about. Yeah. So tell me about oh, the admin. The admin. It's great. <laughs> I mean, again, like I said, most of my experience is more administrative than performance-based. So yeah, but um, I like so certainly with Duck the Goose, we take it in turns. We have we do one week each in alphabetical order um, to do all of the responding to emails, people who want acts, doing the scheduling. Which at the moment, at the moment, we're booking about six months in advance. Wow. So yeah, any new teams forming right now, not ready to perform yet. Email us now. <laughs> By the time you'll come, you'll come up for your slot, you'll be. Uh, It'll be great. Um, hopefully, or you'll split up. Yeah, either way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have had that. Like teams, where we put them on the email that week and been like, and then got him back going. Oh, we actually dissolved months ago. Like, oh, <laughs> thanks for letting us know. <laughs> that doesn't happen often, but occasionally, like last minute, like oh. Um, but so yeah, there's also a lot of it is just keeping in touch with all the people who like our regulars and the people who want to be in things so that it's like if a thing does come up at last minute mm. we're like oh well I know who would be good for that slot mm. because they've I said yeah if anything else comes up in the meantime we'll, let, we'll keep you in mind and we actually did do that um, so there's a lot of that responding to emails um, we've got a website now and a Facebook event so yeah a lot of writing d- three separate descriptions for each group <laughs> because there's the website the Facebook group and the weekly email that we do uh, so yeah, so also part of it is knowing who all the teams are. Yes. Because I'm like, I've not actually seen them yet. And then someone else will, in the team will be like, oh, I've seen them, they do this. Like, okay, so how do we describe them? <laughs> Snappily without having seen them. <laughs> <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah, basically, it's improv. They're going to make up some improv. <laughs> they might take some suggestions. They might not. Yeah. <laughs> Although if, if Dan does it, he just does a series of puns on their name, <laughs> which can work equally as well and is often funnier. Um, then going this team will uh, take a suggestion and then do some scenes based on that and then maybe some edits in this manner and uh, <laughs> hopefully heighten probably just funny to have a series of puns right <laughs> no I quite like the, the actual very literal yes. there will be four of them and yeah. they will come on stage and they will <laughs> and then like oh only three of them turned up so we lied oh. <laughs> do you know what I was looking forward to seeing them but now there's only three of them. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just going. Or it's like, you know, you get a ten-strong team and only five of them are here. It's like, well, I'm sorry, I was lied to. <laughs> this is false advertising. <laughs> you said there would be ten, there mm. are only five. I am only half pleased. Mm. Happens a lot. <laughs> we get angry emails. Do you get angry emails? Um, no, not as far as I know. Not, very, not many that I'm aware of, or any. I'm sure some people leave hating us. One person I did meet... A different night later on, and he was like, "Well, you said it'd be free, and then at the end you asked, you brought out a bucket and asked for money." It's like, but that's voluntary donations, and also it's the end, so you didn't have to put any money in. Yeah, that's right. only again. That was only one person said that to me. And right. so it's like, I mean, we, we do bring out the bucket at the end and say, if you've enjoyed the night, it does have. We have some overheads. Voluntary yeah. donation, if you want. But this one was like, "Well, you said it was free." It's like. 
but did you have a nice time before that? <laughs> was the whole thing soured by the end part? I'm so sorry. Yes, yes, and he's not been back since. Oh, well. Well, he was American, so he might have then gone back to America. I don't know if he was living here. I can't remember. Okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. Well. Um... I hope he was deported. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems, it seems a strange thing to focus on. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but, yeah. But no, we haven't, as far as I, we don't get many audience complaints that I'm aware of. <laughs> Maybe they just go to a private email of Vic's, although I thought he'd bring them to our attention. <laughs> yeah, I've been really interested, I'm, I'm fascinated to learn that sometimes you uh, analyse how the jam went. Mm. How, how, who, who breaks it down? Is it just... Um, the last time we had to do one... Oh, so, so it's not there. every time, it's just... No, if... we, we do do a record after every show, just to, we just do, like, someone does notes after every show. We take it, again, we take that in turns, just to put on our spreadsheet of um, who the teams were, whether they went down well or brilliantly. Really? Yeah, oh, just I'd love so... to see that. It's, it's, it's confidential, I classified, don't know it is. Don't, don't I know it is. But, finally, but this is how I was able to figure out how long, it, how many shows I've been to before I was asked to join, because in one of them it says, ask Maddie, she said yes. Like, oh, right. Although apparently at that point, Brendan didn't know which one I was. <laughs> he told me, he was like, yeah, when Vic suggested it, I was like, which one's she? <laughs> like, that one who's been here twice. The one who was God. <laughs> No, but if, yeah. if, if, there's a, if there's a hidden Duck Dark Goose yeah. spreadsheet with how everyone went down, finally, well, we're going to get close to having a league, league table well, of who's the best true. group. Oh, God, yeah. That's what it's all about. And I do love Excel spreadsheets, so <laughs> this could be my role in, this, in the whole like, improv scene. Oh, God. Finally, I've so, found so, my place. So someone plays Duck Dark Goose, they go down very well, they go up to number one, that's what yeah. I Yeah, mean. that's what we should do. Also, people, most, most people do play eventually, so <laughs> in six months. So, yeah. <laughs> But um, but we also put on there like yeah, uh, what happened in the jams and two person scenes. Just if anything particularly stood out, or if anything went particularly badly that we need to talk or think about, or even if just the hosting went badly, it was like yeah, that was a bit weird when Maddie continually tried to touch Dan while he was trying to speak. But that's part of our thing that we do because well, he's the most socially awkward. <laughs> in his... Sorry, Dan. He's not going to listen to this. Fine. <laughs> I just we've just got into a shtick of me harassing him which obviously if the genders were reversed would be very wrong yes I acknowledge that but I'm still going to keep doing it (laughs) (laughs) I'm just redressing the patriarchy a tiny bit one one person tiny touch yes at a time (laughs) (laughs) but that's really interesting because I just didn't know you know I've been along oh this is good it It seems so chaotic there's no (laughs) organisation here it seems, no, I will no. Uh, yeah, okay, so artistically, um, it, you know, it seems like anything could happen, but yeah. it's always felt um, that it is a smoothly run night, and... Uh, Thanks. <laughs> you know, well, you know, we always, okay, by what I mean, we always pretty much start on time, and that's we important try for that. me, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and yeah. There was a show fairly recently, I think, when it was like, I think we did... Because normally the setup for people who haven't been is we do first act, then we have two person scenes for the audience, then we do the first jam, then we have a second act, I think, and then we have an interval, then we have a third act, and then a final jam. Um, that was interesting. Uh, but there was one recently when I think the second jam, I can't remember if we did the jam first, but I feel like the second act, the first act, sorry, only went on at like five to nine. It was like, oh, 
we meant to finish at like quarter past ten at the very latest. Yeah. This is our first act going on now. I guess we must have done the jams first. Yeah. But yes. But that, yeah, we do try to start on time. <laughs> and I mean, to, you know, run through a schedule of some kind. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want, you know, want much from my yeah. improv evening. I just want to just go home on time. Yeah, yeah. I just want to go home. Yeah, it's like, I, I was here, I just want to leave now. No, I don't know. I've shown my face. I just want to go. My name's gone in a bucket. <laughs> let me leave. Let me, please let me go. I have to stay like, No, we're holding you prisoner <laughs> in this room. Because also, once you're in there, it's hard to walk out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can sit at the back. Yeah, that's true. But also, like some people are fine with walking out, but uh, no, I have to stay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not specifically talking about Dark Dark Goose yeah, here, but if, if I've walked into a room, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not so much. It's more if I've people have sat through my performance and I will sit through theirs. That's the polite etiquette. I think you know, yeah. it's only, there's nothing worse than you having, you know. You having performed and then <laughs> leaving and then there not being anybody for the other... Yeah, and it's like, there were lots of people here earlier. It turns out they... Uh... I mean, you know, sometimes it's inevitable, but you yeah. have to leave. But Some people live a long way away. Like, yeah. you live in Epsom? That is correct, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I, have, uh, I have a way to go. Um, brilliant. <laughs> um, so what, what attracted you to improv in, in the first place? I don't know. I've got a lot of reasons that I've given people in the past. Well, tell me all I'm of those. I'm not sure which one is official at the moment. <laughs> one of them, though, um, my probably the most true one, is I'm a master procrastinator. Right. And I was, this was, this would have been about a year, just over a year and a half ago, I was in the middle of law school. <laughs> right, okay. Um, and so, obviously, I was working full-time and studying part-time in a professional qualification. Um... So I needed something else to take my mind off studying. Uh, so obviously a very time-consuming hobby uh, that had nothing to do with law was the best idea. Because <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I was aware of improv because I listened to a lot of improv podcasts and stuff and sort of, I was aware of a lot of Americans who had sort of done like UCB people. But I had ne- didn't know there was any improv at all in this country. Yeah. Um, and then... I had a um, friend visiting from Finland, and that was kind of draining my resources a bit because she was obviously on holiday, and it was like we have to do fun things every night. <laughs> um, uh, I know. And at one point, she's like, oh, she was sort of talking about seeing some stand-up comedy or something. And I was like, I will find some free stand-up comedy, and we'll go to that. And then I came across um, it was a Hoopla launch pad. Oh right. It was, and it was the Parentheticals. It was their first gig. Brendan, oh, right. who obviously is also one of Duck Duck Goose, so that was the first time I first show I went to was one of his um, it also featured who else Lady G was on that oh, right yes uh, Hammer of Zeus project uh, which is yes. uh, Crabs and Keith Mulder when are you having Keith Mulder on he's already been on oh has he yeah well he hasn't had his own episode oh yeah I've, uh, I've, uh, I've heard those ones but I'm I'd just like a whole Keith Mulder episode please uh, that, well yes um, you should listen because have you listened to the Ed and Friends episode oh uh, I haven't actually listen to the Keith Mulder episode of Ed and Friends oh. um that is hilarious. Um, and actually... I am basically obsessed with Keith Mulder. Well, it's fine, he knows this. So if he does listen to this, it'll who, be okay. Who is, who is not? I know, he's fascinating have you, have person. Have seen him doing the rap thing for the Foxtons? He does a... Uh, you can't Oh, it. yes! That's hilarious. the greatest thing I've seen in years. <laughs> yeah, that's what yes. he said it was invented for. Yes, yes, I was very happy about that. It's like, that's, so I assume he does at home on his own anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. He is amazing, yes. Yeah, last night, because I don't know if 
you're aware of the current setup of the C3 something Sunday show. No. But they have a show at six, which is sort of where they where sort of C3 something perform and they have other acts and sort of and the jam. And then they have a second show at eight o'clock, which different is different every week, or they sort of have various things they do. But yesterday was a storytelling one. Yeah. Um, the the subject was scars. I've got a series of fascinating Keith Mulder stories about scars. Wow, yes, I imagine he has a few scars. Yeah. You should ask him. About his scars. Yeah, just get him on the podcast, ask him about his life. He's amazing. Yes. Keith Mulder. (laughs) Why, how did that come? Oh, yeah, so I went to this. Oh, yeah, that's right, I went to a launch pad. (laughs) He was on, so that's why that hooked me in. I think they opened the show. Um, (laughs) I I described Hammer of Zeus to Pravs as... as endearingly shambolic, which I wasn't sure. I meant that with love, because yeah. I've very much enjoyed that. I feel that. that's true of a lot of improv. Um, well, yes, but this, much like what you were saying about uh, Keith and the rapping, and you imagine you just did that at home anyway, yeah. this Hammer of Zeus project was exactly what I imagined that Prabs and Keith just did, generally, anyway. Yeah, um, so let's, just, let's just do it on a stage for people. Let's do it on stage. We would just be doing it anyway. I feel like I'm, like, um, in my actual career um a bit like that like glory like you know endearingly shambolic like colombo all <laughs> yeah, right yes. I, I work i work for a law firm i'm paralegal i might be a solicitor one day and i feel like i'm a bit like i appear outwardly to be terrible at this and you know i'm very messy i have definitely de- the messiest desk in the office but it hides a legal mind <laughs> not quite as good as colombo's but you know <laughs> have you watched crazy ex-girlfriend I haven't. No, you should watch that. Oh, it's a musical comedy. It's a musical oh, comedy set in a solicitor's office. Oh, I didn't know that, that detail. Oh, I should watch it. Very good, very entertaining. Yeah. Um, so you attended uh, this Oh, yes, yeah, so I attended a launch pad. Um, and this was when I was in the middle of law school and looking for a, you know, a new hobby. Uh, and I think Phil Lunn was hosting it. And... Uh, you know they get you to talk to the person next to you, oh, to make yes. it all friendly, yes. someone you don't know. And I was talking to a man next to me, and he was like, oh, have you done any improv yourself? And I was like, no, and I never will. Like, <laughs> oh, you really should. You really enjoy it even more if you've... Uh if you like, if you understand what they're doing and what's going, it's like, oh, I guess I don't understand what they're doing now, but you know, sometimes. But uh, and he's like, oh yeah. So he was talk- telling me about. Steve Rowe and Hoopla classes, and I was like, oh, you should take one. I was like, okay, man that I have never met and I've never seen again since. He lived in Cardiff, but he used to live in London. Oh, right, I can't so. remember what his name was. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, if, you're, if you're listening, do get in touch. Yes, that man. That, that changed your life. Yes, For the better. He brought he me in. He was improv. like an angel. I might like to say that really Keith Mulder changed my life. Because I probably, if, if that hadn't, if he hadn't been there, I probably wouldn't have bothered. You know. But yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, why not do that? And then I guess I was drunk later and was like, oh, I'm going to sign up for an improv class. I wonder how many, um, <laughs> I know Steve doesn't keep these sort of statistics, <laughs> but it would be interesting to know either the time at which people uh, applied or their alcohol blood alcohol. Yeah, it's like uh, how many alcohol. tickets were sold at like 3am <laughs> <laughs> and everything like, or everything was in small letters with capitals in the wrong place. <laughs> and does it tell you how many times they put their card details in before it accepted it? Yeah. But, 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 you, uh, but then you did actually turn up for the class that yes. you signed up for, which is good, nice work. Yeah, well, you know, I'd paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think everyone does turn up. I, I, mean, I, I, did, I did nearly go home, turn around and just go home several times on the way in. Yeah, yeah. In fact, actually, my first class, um, I realised recently, well, um, 
my improv journey begins at the same time as the Improv London podcast journey. Really? Yes. Because obviously your first episode is Steve Rowe and he's yes. talking about how he's going to be teaching a beginner's class that day. Yeah, yeah. That was my class, I think. <laughs> or it was definitely that week. <laughs> I can't remember what detail in the thing made me realise this. But it's like, oh, that was my class that he's talking about he's going to teach later. That was me. Thanks, Steve Rowe. <laughs> yes, I'm hoping to get Steve back on because uh, I feel we've just scratched the, the surface oh. of... Uh, Steve's in that episode. Oh, but obviously, you went long, you loved it, and then. Well, I went along, it was like, I'm here now, I'm just going to do this forever. <laughs> uh, and, but, but that, even that turning, that, the turning up, you should get points uh, for just turning up to the first class. Because it's a hard. Okay, so I find turning up for social situations quite hard in general. Yes. <laughs> um, but especially one where if you've never done improv before, you don't really know what you're going to be expected to do. Well, because also when I was going there, it was like I was convinced it would be just full of like 23-year-old actors <laughs> who were just trying to expand their range into improv. <laughs> and it would be, and there would be a bit at the beginning where they demanded to know why you were here. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, who are you and why? <laughs> like, so sort of justify was, your existence. Yeah, kind of. Or just like, so I was like on the way there trying to think of excuses. Like, what? Why am I doing this? Like, um, well, you know, I, I work in law and I need to get better at negotiation, and I feel like thinking on my feet and stuff like that. Ah, but that didn't happen at all. In fact, he specifically said, "I'm not going to ask you why you're here or make you like like explain who you are." And when I got there, it actually was just a lot of normal people. Um, <laughs> Of varying ages. Also, I thought I was going to be a lot older than everyone else there. Yeah. Because I'm a lot older than everyone thinks. Um, (laughs) I realised the other day that I am now um, closer to being 50 than being 20. Really? (laughs) Which just means I might be 35. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. Exactly. No one ever does. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I thought you were really young because you act like a child. Um, and have a youthful face. That's what I, that's <laughs> what I was going to say, the youthful face thing. That's what I was yes. going to say. No, I'm way older than everyone thinks. Um, oh, but I, but when I got there, it was like, I thought there'd be a lot of 23-year-olds. Mm. And actually, there were people of varying ages, and I yes. wasn't even the oldest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I found that. Um, that's a really nice thing. But yeah, yeah, you can't. But it, somehow it's hard if you're running a class to communicate that. There's going to be lots of different people. Yeah, like in, in the description, like the, the like the hundred word description on the website, it didn't say like it did say you know open to all etc. Yeah, but it's, yeah. like, it's hard to convey that that will actually what you get when you get there. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and I still remember my first Hooper class, and I you know the feeling of uh, of like. Uh, I'm sort of here now. This was at the Rag Factory, so the Rag Factory was an adventure. The uh, Rag Factory, oh, uh, yeah, one team that I was in that didn't go anywhere, because that happens um, all the time. Uh, we did a couple of rehearsals there, like, like sessions, and it was like, this is a semi-derelict, I mean, I know it's always in a semi-derelict building. <laughs> but, you know, even the nursery here, it's like, oh, it's an abandoned office building. <laughs> it seems in, on, on game for us. Yeah. Well, this, no, this is palatial, recording yeah. in the nursery well, training yes. Palatial, I mean, I, I have a lot of affection for the Rag Factory because I had some very formative experiences <laughs> there, all improv related. Uh, but nevertheless, I feel that it made me the person I am today, uh, better or for worse. Um, but it's just That's sort of the Rag Factory. <laughs> going there and then getting into the class. Um, yeah, I think people yeah, people take it for granted, but they shouldn't. Yeah, because also because again it was like because I I think when I was looking up classes originally I came across the C three something website and I wasn't even though I think it said on there for their drop ins everyone welcome yeah. I was like mm, I feel like I need some experience to go to this yeah, yeah, yeah. so I went and found something specifically said 
this is a beginner's course for beginners with no experience who've never done improv. So it's like, at least there will be no one who's done any improv. <laughs> yeah, and I, um, I mean, I'm biased because I started with Hoopla courses. Mm. And I've told the story, I think possibly even on this podcast, about how I did the beginner's course three times. Oh, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, so probably... probably uh, From an avid <laughs> listener of the podcast. Or, or, we've, or we've had a conversation <laughs> in real life. I'm not I sure. don't think that could have happened. Oh, wow. Um, and, um, I think you record all your conversations. <laughs> I've been brilliant. Oh. <laughs> no, I was saying this before we started recording. I'm just going to repeat it now for the, for the listeners at but home. Stuart Moses is a very, very creepy man who, oh, thinks, no. who records all his conversations. Well, I don't, but I would like to because sometimes I'm like, I, I'm talking to someone I really like, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm really going to enjoy this conversation. And it would just be nice to be able to listen to it again afterwards, yeah. which is no, kind of what I'm doing with this podcast. <laughs> also, sometimes we're talking in loud places and I can't always hear what people are saying. It's good so, to be able to go and review that. Yeah. So you're like, that was not along for now and <laughs> yeah. later on we'll go oh I agree to some terrible things <laughs> or, or I've started taking notes when people recommend something to me I will write it down because otherwise <laughs> I will just forget and I go oh they were or, they made some really important and useful points but I yeah well, if, uh, if I can remember that much I can sometimes remember what it was that they said but sometimes I won't even remember that they made some really useful <laughs> exciting points um, so yes yeah, so very much if I'm taking notes it means I'm you know Uh, So you mentioned there was a group that didn't go anywhere? Well, I mean, I think it seems that a lot of people that do a Hoopla course end up going, hey, we should all carry on doing this forever, (laughs) together. I've done that as well. Yeah, Yeah. and um, one course that I did, some of us did that, and... As we were saying earlier, there's a lot more admin that goes into being a a team than people think. so, for example, because actually I remember when on Brendan's episode of the podcast, he was talking about that, and I was like, oh, this is really useful. I shall make everyone else in the group listen to this. Um, I don't think any of them did. I thought of them going, everyone should do this. There's a lot of important information there about the admin. This is exactly what I encourage listeners to do. Yes. Send these episodes to people in your group and hope <laughs> so, they listen. Improv's it. horrible. I don't know how much work there is. Well, yeah, but it, it, I think people forget that because, because we think, oh, we're spontaneous, we'll turn up, we'll do yeah. something. We're all creative. We're all creative. But actually, you need to, you know, organise that. Yes. So it just, yeah, the the organisation just, it just fell apart after about two or three weeks. But, you know, we tried. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's interesting. Um, I'm sort of thinking about this a lot and how, yes, it's great when you've got a, uh, you've done a course and then the group forms out of that. Yeah. But sometimes, I don't know. How much do you need to be friends with the other people that you're in a group with? Yeah, I think it's important to actually like each other. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't have that much experience with it, so who knows. But also, I, I feel like it's probably situations where groups get together. I'm like, oh, we feel obliged to be in a group with everyone now. Yes. And maybe there's <laughs> one person that we all hate. <laughs> Not that anyone in improv hates anyone else, because we're all lovely people and everyone's great. Oh, no, I... I, I uh, yeah, I've got a list. Think as well. Yeah. Just compare this. Yeah. Probably off mic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's no one I really. And then there's no one I really hate, but there are some people that I choose not to perform with. That's reasonable. Whereas you just really hate people. I just hate people. All of them. All of them. Well, that's yeah. fair enough. <laughs> that's um, why I have to do improv for being a different person. I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> no. Um, I'm just going to sweep. I'm that. A, yes. <laughs> Good editing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Someone said something to me about how if you 
think it's time to sweep something. It was actually time to sweep it eight seconds ago. Or something I've like heard that. that. Yeah, it's like that to me. Yeah, it's like that's editing. That's another thing actually with like jam admin. Editing is so important. Yes. And it's like it's again, it's something that a lot of us who are all jam captains at uh, to Duck Duck Goose. I was about to say at the place where I actually my job place, I might mention the law firm I work for. It's like, no, that's, that's not relevant there. <laughs> we have no jam captains, that's why it's such a terrible place to work. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things that we try, like, that we're not necessarily great at all of us. I'm not right. thinking for myself, particularly. Not necessarily great at editing when it's like, I see the thing going, I could go now. I, oh, and then if, if you don't do it at the, yeah. at the right time, it's like, well, now I've got to wait. Otherwise, if I just edit now, it's maybe worse than if I wait for another joke. <laughs> yes, um, and I've been getting into the tech side of things, so I've been editing oh, yeah. using light, and so I've sort of done more of that than the physical editing yeah. that you've done. And it's, it's, it's helped, made me a better improviser because I've thought more about edit points. Yeah. And I've realised I don't always edit on a laugh. Sometimes it'll just be a line. Yeah. That's kind of, doesn't necessarily get a laugh. But, but it puts a button on something. Yeah, it seems yeah. sort of meaningful or ominous or it's John Agapew talking about killing puppies. And I'm like, <laughs> sorry mate, blacked you out. Don't Aww, do that again. He'll do it watch. again anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I'll black him out again. <laughs> John Agapew. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yesterday, no, he didn't. No, Keith Mulder threatened to. No, he ate a baby. What am I talking about? He didn't eat a puppy at all. He fed a he fed a baby to a horse. I was delighted. <laughs> it's now on my list of my hundred best Keith Mulder moments. I would like to see the. Uh, that's another list that I've been keeping. That's that yeah. spreadsheet. Well, I'm a very creepy person. I have many lists. <laughs> it's good. It's good to keep a record of this. I things. am, according to the rest of Duck Duck Goose, stalking a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, no, it's a joke. I'm not really stalking the Just Us League. I just happen to be everywhere that they are. They are. They are. They are very good, and they are very welcome yeah. to come on the podcast as well. well. At one point, they were in Leicester where I don't live, um, and I went to see them there. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, my parents lived there, though. Oh, right, so fair enough. I That's... took my dad along. Did you, what, did, <laughs> yeah. what did your dad think of? He... This is the question that the listeners are interested in. Yeah. What, what did what uh, Madeleine is... Hunter's dad, what did Mr Hunter, I presume, think of to the Just Us League? Uh, he said he enjoyed them. No, Brilliant. He, yes. he laughed. Three stars. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because they were doing um, a scripted show. Well, it was the, the, they're doing this... Um, uh, hour-long thing for Edinburgh that's um, they're doing all the Marvel movies yes. in condensed into an hour yes in Which, various different honest, forms they could probably do with yeah right I mean I enjoy that too long but yeah there's an hour <laughs> of fighting that I could just cut that bit out mm. yeah yeah well just us think they're doing this nice yeah um, it was their first, so they were just sort of trying it out for the first time and I have seen one Marvel movie right so which I'm, one did you see uh, the Avengers Assemble is that one yes um, it's probably Yes, that is one. I was yes, just thinking that's, that's probably that not I the one seen. that I would choose. That's what someone I mean, else said good. when I told them this. It's very good. Like, but that's not the one. <laughs> yeah, it's very good, but it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, at the beginning, they were like, well, if you haven't seen any more movies, you're probably going to enjoy this. I'm like, oh, well, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, yeah, I, I, I'm interested in that. How much of the source material do you need to be familiar with to enjoy a show? Yeah. Um, and... That's interesting, because um, I'm sure you're aware I'm doing a Doctor Who. Um, I am aware of this. Uh, Two Prov with Bryn Salisbury. I think I've seen it once, maybe a launch pad. Yes, we've done a couple of launch pads. Yeah. And um, when we started, Bryn was very much trying to get me to stop doing deep cuts. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so I sort of just did 
to amuse myself <laughs> and maybe if Chris Mead was in the audience he'd oh work. he'd find them hilarious he'd find them yeah. hilarious that's yeah. the thing it's like I think I mean this is my opinion but uh, I think you can have some of those as well it's great and then people who are familiar with source material will be very amused as long as you as long as you also have some of the ones that people just know that everyone knows about like Sonic Screwdriver that's about all I can remember and I actually watched a lot of Doctor Who as a child um, yeah, I yeah. can name all of the Doctor Who's. That's, I won't do that now, though, because that's a different list. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's um, the specificity mm. that a lot of people talk about. That's really that's important. That's important in improv. I've yes, been told. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> and so being very specific, um, and if that specific reference happens to be a particularly deep cut, yeah. then if someone understands that it's a reference from, uh, you know. A, a particular episode. Oh, I thought you were going to name an episode then. No, I should have, shouldn't yeah. I? I just realised in my mind I was going, you're trying to illustrate things about being specific. Just name one and specific. then just, just edit this. Um, well, I'll name the um, the War Games. Oh. Um, if, if, if it's is a reference to the War Games. Is that games. a... Um, I don't know. Which Doctor was Patrick that? Patrick Troutman II. Oh, I was going to go with a fourth Doctor. I was going to say, was it Tom Baker? Statistically, that's Yeah, because there's a lot more of him. A lot more of him. I once saw him give money to a homeless man in real life. Oh, that's brilliant. On, on Old Witch. Oh, wow. That's really nice. Yeah, and I once sold some baby clothes to Peter Davison. Did you really? Yes, when I worked wow. in Baby Gap. Wow. <laughs> when I was a student. <laughs> oh, I've, um, I have no, no connection with any oh, of I'm the sorry. doctors. No, it's good. It's nice, nice yeah. that you have those. <laughs> it was nice that Tom Baker was giving money to him. Yeah, well. I was very excited. And yes. uh, I can't remember. I think I, te- I, I didn't text my brother because I didn't have a mobile phone at that point. But my brother was a, was, is a sci-fi geek and I... But when I next saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, here's something that will impress you. <laughs> I saw Tom Baker giving money to a homeless man. Um, yes. Um, a great, great show of story. Yeah, um, right. So, the, yeah, so, um, but I can't remember what it was. There was something... Uh, so this is, this is me being really unspecific, which I apologise. But there was... I think it may have been Katie Shute's Quantum Leap show. Mm-hmm where someone went along and had never seen Quantum Leap. <laughs> and were they not even familiar with the concept? I don't think they were even familiar with the concept, so they'd really enjoyed it. And they'd built up an erroneous impression of what it was actually like. It was something like that. It was some genre show. And the, um, you know, the, the, the illusion that they had created in their mind of the show that was being improvised was much greater than the original show. Oh, I am a big fan of Quantum Leap, so no disrespect uh. to... Quantum Leap. That's one of the things that I feel like I should never watch now as an adult because I remember it being good, but I'm sure if I watched it now, but this is terrible. <laughs> well, I love science fiction and history. Oh. You put science fiction into history, and I love it. Um, there's something about the historical setting and the uh, historical um, things um, mixed with the sci-fi flavour. Mm. I learned a lot about. Um, the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's true, you do learn a lot of actual history. X-Men uh, <laughs> first class. Uh, so, you know, it's sad that that's how I have to learn about things. But. There are actually some things where I go, oh, I remember this because it was in Quantum Leap. Like, history <laughs> yeah, things. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I can't think of any specific ones now, though, which is something about the Vietnam War. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> a thing. Um, and um, I feel I want to talk about the evil Leaper. Oh, I don't remember that. I won't then. Oh. Let's talk about... <laughs> I'll improv. leave that. Let's talk about improv. So you're in a, a part of a group at the moment. Yes. That's called 20% Less. That is true. My lady team. Your lady team. Yes. Tell me about your lady well. team. Well, 
We are, um, there were four of us. It began actually as only two people, not including me, uh, Mariana and Lucy. Uh, I don't know if you know them. I can't remember what Lucy's last name is. I, <laughs> but they were doing a sort of, in fact, I believe grew out of a, um, a class at, Slap, at the Slapdash Festival last year where um, they did a scene together and it was good. So then they decided to do that some more. Um, and because they're both women, they decided to call it 20% less because women... I think actually in this country it's not 20%, it's about 17% less that we earn than men. Uh, but I think in America it's 20% less. And it makes sense. Um, so then they were doing that sort of for a few months, I guess. Um, and I saw them a couple of times, and I'm friends with them. And they decided to expand it to be a bigger team and asked me to join. And now there's me and also some Kima, who I don't know if you know, but she's very funny. Um, so, yeah, we have formed this team. We've got a very good um, social media presence because Mariana is brilliant at admin. <laughs> nice. Yes. Good. So it's great. I don't have to do very I haven't done very much admin here. I do loads of it on the goose because Mariana is amazing at admin and improv, but also admin. <laughs> so, and to be honest, lots of people are good at uh, improv, but if yeah. you don't have someone that's good in admin, then exactly. you're not going to succeed. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. So we are deliberately all women, um, though our shows are not all just about being women. Uh, and we're also like probably 50% a dance troupe as well as an improv team. Wow. Just because um, our coach, Shem, Shem Pennant, obviously through something, uh, for one of our first practices, uh, rather than making us do a warm-up, just made us learn The Running Man from a YouTube video. So now we just begin our shows with that, <laughs> doing the running man. What's the running man? It's the, I would show you, but it wouldn't show up on, on the thing. Um, it's, I, I'm not going to do it now. It's, uh, it's the 80s dance, it's this. I can't even do it now. Oh, right. I'm getting better. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's we're going to learn some more dance moves. I was getting confused with the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger science fiction movie. Ah, I have not seen that. That was more entertaining. Oh, yeah, um, thanks. Less violence. I mean, it was no... Uh, I can't think of any Arnold movies that I like. <laughs> it wasn't Rocky, which is not him. Um, uh, it was not Rocky, but. No. But anyway, yeah, yes. So. Um, Google that, everybody else. Yeah. Or, or ask Madeline Hunter to, to perform it the running for round. you. Yes. It's uh, better when there's four of us. It's uh, much more energetic. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was good. I enjoyed it now. But yeah, so we, we do that. Um, so you start your shows with that? Yes. Not the warm up, the actual no, show. No, we start our show by doing the running man. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't actually done. I mean, based on our. Very good social media presence. We actually, you'd think we'd been around for quite a while. We've actually only done two shows, I think, so far. <laughs> right, okay. Um, although we are already also running a night. Right, <laughs> excellent. As I was saying earlier, the C3-something uh, second show on a Sunday, they have different people running it and different sort of concepts for it. And so I think two or three, two weeks ago, we did one that was, it was improv, sketch and stand-up, but all women. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Even though, again, our shows aren't just about being women, but it is deliberate. Um, so, we had two improv teams, one sketch team, a character com comedian, and two stand-ups. Uh, and we're doing that again, I think, on the eleventh of June. And I believe there was a pun in the title. Of this. Uh, there was a pun in the title. Yes, <laughs> it is called Word of Moth. Yeah. But just to be clear, you don't have to have a vagina to perform. We have to just be female identified. Just in case that wasn't clear by the fact that it is called Word of Moth, which again I think actually Shem may have come up with that. And here's uh, a man. 
Yeah. But so he's not allowed to admit that he came up with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weirder then. Um, we went through a series of suggested pun titles, yes. all of them with vaginas in them. Right. You know. Can you remember? Uh, I think one of them was Vag of Honor. But <laughs> I think Vag is a much more horrible word. <laughs> yes. There was some very amusing WhatsApp chats of just, here are words for vagina that I like, here are ones that I find a bit upsetting. <laughs> this one's fun, let's call it the Lady Garden. <laughs> But, this yeah. is but this is exactly the kind of conversation I'm interested in, <laughs> uh, not specifically about female genitals, although. Um, uh, mm. But just kind of like you know, because <laughs> you you put on a night and it, it sort of a, it appears fully formed. Yeah. But actually, there's a lot of work that goes but into. But also, it the what, I find like the WhatsApp um, of Dr. Griggs as well. The what the on continual WhatsApp chat we have, part of which is admin, part of which is just banter, is actually very good for just making you better at comedy. Really? Hopefully, just because there's a lot of comp because everyone's funny, yeah, so yeah. it's like a lot of competition to be to keep up. Yeah. Just yeah. in your WhatsApp chats, and no one else is going to see. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the Duck Goose one is very active and sometimes very amusing. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, that wasn't me while sitting on a bus, just kind of like texting and going, "Here are a list of words for vagina. Here are vagina puns." <laughs> My life is stupid. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, it might be hard to remember, but what were the ones that were the good, the good, the good words, the good, words, the good yes. puns? Uh, the good, well, personally for me, I like a cunt's a great word. I know it's the worst word, but it's great. Uh, like lady garden, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, vulva and labia, which you know, medical, but yeah, you know, fair you know vagina, obviously. Uh, the ones I don't like include vag, minge. Gash. Oh, yeah. They're all a bit. Mm. Yeah, uh, Gash has the um, connotations of violence. And... Yeah, yeah. I can't, I'm trying to think of other ones now. There's loads of others, but yeah. So once you've done, <laughs> once you've done your running, <laughs> and it's a running man. Yeah. That's interesting. You do a running uh, man running intro. Room, yeah. 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 You want to think about that? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to bring this to the group now. Yeah. <laughs> Get on WhatsApp. Yes. Um, so once you've done your running person... Yes, running person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, intro, uh, what... what uh, we're next? a long-form team. We've, we're, at the moment, we're, well, again, we've only done two shows. Um, but at the moment, we are doing um, A Pretty Flower, which no. is... Uh, <laughs> That's also like... Yeah, person. again! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think at one point, yeah, at some point in one of our rehearsals, someone said something about nailing The Pretty Flower. It was like, well... That's going to mean 10 minutes of me just sitting here laughing now. Because <laughs> I do love a good vagina pun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I have broken spirit, Moses. Well, it was going to happen. And what a pleasant way to be broken. Um, so... <laughs> how does the pretty flower work? Tell me how the pretty flower works. Well... I feel like your parents should have told you this, but okay. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear from them. <laughs> no, that's true. No, so it's a, it's a, it's a long form, uh, form where you begin with a sort of base group scene that is, if you like, the centre of the flower. And that's sort of like it's in a sort of set location. And then you're, you're all in that with your various things. And if at any point you sort of see something that you feel like I could expand on this or I could take this character and see them in a different context, you can then, you then sort of do a cutaway to a different scene, which is a petal of the flower, uh. see. So it's like you've got, and then you can, but then you can continue return continually to sort of your base scene. So how do you, um, how do you cut away? You can, um, I mean, well, 
this is something we are not great at yet, but this sort of thing of just sort of pulling someone out so it's clear that that's the character you're taking out, but there's the power corners. Uh, the power, power corners. corners. Basically the front two corners of the stage. They're the power corners. Yeah, so you sort of so you pull away to there so you can see that it's different from the centre of the stage where your sort of main scene hopefully is. All right. And then, obviously, the cutting back is harder because then it's yeah. like you've got to make it clear without saying so that we are now back in that previous scene and we're all here again and we're all the characters we were then. Yes. So, yeah, there's it's... We were certainly the um, after our last show. That was the main note that we got was make the edits uh, more obvious, so right. that you can actually sort of so it's very clear when you're the char- your character from the main scene and when you're someone else with one of those characters and when you're back in the main scene. Yeah. So I mean, that does sound. Um... Yes, yeah, so you can like tag someone out and sort of but sort of pull them to a different bit of the stage and then everyone else knows to leave. <laughs> right, okay. So yeah, now I wondered if the people from the main scene remained on the stage kind of frozen or something like no. that. No, although that would be... No, that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting idea, Stuart yeah, Moses. No, no, that would be terrible. No. That's fine. Um, That's so, fine. <laughs> and if... So, if the, so there's the main scene going on, mm. which is the centre of the flower, which I feel has some technical... It probably does, and I probably should know what it is, because I did a somewhat slightly biology-based degree. <laughs> so the centre of the flower, the face, not a face, is it? it? I think it's called like Let's call it the face. The no face. one else knows. Um, uh, so no you've got does. that main scene going on there, and so if, uh, so if you pulled somebody out of that main scene mm-hmm. to go to one of the power corners... To a uh, petal. To a petal. Yes. Um, would the person that's been pulled out... Mm still play the character that they had played when they were in... Yes, right, okay. usually. I mean, you could also use just an idea and then something that happens that you think, that's an interesting thing I could expand. You can also do that. But also, I guess that's even harder to be like, no, we're different people now. But Right. <laughs> so, yeah, part of what we like, like we need to work on as a team is the editing. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that was like the main note that, that Shem gave us after our last uh, performance was like just make the edit stronger. Yeah. Other than that, he was very pleased with us. I'm sure he was. Yes. I'm sure he was. <laughs> Brilliant! That sounds like a really that sounds like a really interesting format. I've not seen that. Yeah. Ah, I did a class on it here um, at the Slapdash last year. Right. Uh, by it was taught by I think it was Todd Faison ah, from right, UCB, cool. and I was like, this is really hard. I need to be really good at group scenes because <laughs> obviously at the beginning it's sort of everyone is in the scene and it's like everyone's got to sort of have their thing. Yeah. I guess that's another thing is is that important in the very beginning is giving gifts to each other of like you are this. This is what yes. you do. So you've got a uh, clear point of view. Yes. Yes. Although last time we did it, I ended up being a cat person. <laughs> oh, cat person? Yeah. Not actually a cat. Well, I think because I think Lucy realised that I didn't have any, I hadn't been given anything yet, and then she's like, and I looked at you, and all I could think of was you have a like you're always talking about your cat in real life, <laughs> uh, and you've got an amazing cat, and I was like, and I just feel like without that, I have no other personality outside of my cat. <laughs> I believe that's called the thin veil. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice though when you somebody knows you well enough to go ah. Oh. Here's someone that has a cat. I talk about cats continually. Yeah. <laughs> They're amazing. Would you want to see some pictures of my cat? Yes. No. Want to see them now? Yes. Okay. Because I'm um, so pretty. Because, I don't know, I just, I think cats are essentially evil. Well, I mean, they are, but that's part of why they're amazing. Oh, right, I see, fair and enough. And they're just amazing for so many reasons. There she is looking grumpy. Wow. Um, on the back that of my That is an extreme phone. close-up. That's yeah, quite amazing. I'll get some more. Oh, there's my cat again. That's her. 
Oh, that's a very cute cat. Yeah. I'm going to keep showing you pictures of my cat until you change the subject. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to change the subject now. Okay, fine. I'll put her away. <laughs> she is very attractive. Please yes. come and ask me about the cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, um, the big final question. The big exciting <gasps> final question. Okay. What would you say your signature move is? What would you do on stage if <laughs> people go, classic Madeline Hunter? Um, I think it's either being very, very creepy. No, it's definitely being very, very creepy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> In various ways. In fact, this was noted recently. Um, In detail all the ways. Yes. So, um, well, certainly at a jam recently, at Dr. Goose recently, um, there was someone who, it was his first time jamming. He was doing a hoopla course. I think with Chris Mead. Chris Mead had suggested he came to Duck Duck Goose. A group of them came. It was his first ever jam. Uh, he came out and so we take the name. We put everyone's name in a bucket. We pull them out two at a time. He got me. Um, that's been nice for him. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what the initiation was, but it basically ended up with me being very creepy and kneeling on a stool, a stool while he was standing, so I was taller than him, and just stroking his face slowly while I yeah. said nice things at him. And afterwards, <laughs> it was like. Yeah, for your first time, that might be a bit intimidating. <laughs> well, I mean, I think if it was a first, you know, date or something mm. like that, that, I don't know. But I mean, at least you're on the stage, so you know it's make-believe. Yeah. Mainly make-believe. make-believe. It's thin veil. Yeah, no. Again, the thin veil. That's the thing we're all meant to do that I've heard of. Uh, yeah, because I think Brendan was like, yeah, that was just a classic Maddie. <laughs> like, yeah. I do a lot of that. I'm just like really adoring people. All right. Very that's, close. That's nice. Sometimes. There was recently a picture. I think it's moved now because that event's happened. But on the Duck Duck Goose Facebook page, not Facebook page, uh, website, where we um one of the pictures on it was me stroking someone from this, like, well, I would show you, but it went over. So I was standing on, on, on his left shoulder, my hand was on the right side of his face, and I look very creepy and he looks terrified. <laughs> but he was just acting, because he's, he he's, exactly. he's a person that I know. Exactly, it's yeah. just acting. It's it was fine. Real. It was just acting. He was yeah. just acting scared. Yeah. It was a good picture. <laughs> I look terrifying in it. <laughs> yes, I'm just going to touch you. I can't remember what the scene was about. Probably about me being creepy. That is definitely my signature move. <laughs> which is better than my other one, which is just arguing, which is bad improv. No, not always, but like, I do have an annoying tendency to, if I don't know what to do at the beginning of a scene, I will just argue with whatever you've said. Really? And I'm aware that that is not good. <laughs> um, it depends how it's done. Yeah, I think it can be done well. Not by me, usually, <laughs> but it can be done well. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think, well, people in real life have arguments. And That's so, true. you know, <laughs> as long as you're not denying the reality of the situation. And you even then people do that in real life, don't they? So, yeah, okay, that isn't true. I didn't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. But it doesn't necessarily make for a compelling scene to see me yell at someone. <laughs> no, well, I like the way you've got the two defaults. You're either stroking them or yelling. Yeah, it's either it's the extremes. Yeah. Yeah. Good choices. Good choices. Extreme love. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything's cyclical. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you, Stuart Moses. <laughs> Thank you very much, Madeline Hunter. <laughs> I made this. That's improv! <laughs>